All right, so what's the subject for today? Procrastination and how it could actually be beneficial for creativity. So I'm still continuing to read this book uh, called Originals, How Nonconformists Change the World, written by Adam Grant. And there's lots of things in here that just keep slapping me in the face, like just moments of common sense, things that I probably already knew, but I just hadn't pieced together in my head properly. And there's this one bit on procrastination talking about the studies of Jihei Shin, who's an assistant professor at the Wisconsin School of Business, as far as I know. And these studies essentially talk about how procrastination can assist with originality and creative thinking. And when I read up about that, I was like, oh my god, yes, that wait, that makes so much sense. Because I've always wondered, like, there's, there's always been this confusing moment of self-reflection for me, wondering how someone like me who spends the vast majority of their time just browsing the internet, watching YouTube and playing video games, how do I actually manage to get stuff done? And how have I actually accrued this community? And how has this become practically a full-time job when I'm wasting so much time? And I've definitely had other people ask me the same question before, and I don't really have a good answer for it. I tend to say that what I do is I work in very intense short bursts when I know exactly what I want to do. And I spend the vast majority of the rest of the time just relaxing and doing nothing other than thinking. And that's the key point. When you're thinking, you're still working. And this is especially true for a line of work where you as a creative are in charge of coming up with new ideas, ideas that will carry that business forward. Now, when you procrastinate, and especially if you've got other sources of stimulation coming in while you're procrastinating, you give yourself more opportunity to think about new ideas and make links between previously disconnected ideas and even become more inspired. So I guess it makes sense that maybe if we can find a good analogy for this, that procrastination almost gives the Petri dish more time to develop greater cultures or a larger variety of cultures. But it goes even further than this because it's not just about coming up with divergent ideas. If you're clever with your procrastination and you're productively procrastinating, then what you're learning through that moment of procrastination can help to assist you with future projects. And there's a lovely quote in this book from historian William Panapaka talking about Leonardo da Vinci. It says, Leonardo's studies of how light strikes a sphere, for example, enable the continuous modeling of the Mona Lisa and St. John the Baptist. His work in optics might have delayed a project, but his final achievements in painting depended on the experiments. Far from being a distraction, like many of his contemporaries thought, they represent a lifetime of productive brainstorming, a private working out of the ideas on which his more public work depended. If creative procrastination, selectively applied, prevented Leonardo from finishing a few commissions, of minor importance when one is struggling with the inner workings of the cosmos, then only someone who is a complete captive of the modern cult of productive mediocrity could fault him for it. And damn, I really like that last line, that's a bit of a slap in the face. Only someone who is a complete captive of the modern cult of productive mediocrity could fault him for it. Now, I love that term, productive procrastination. And it also reminds me of a video that Gleb Alexandrov in the Blender community did. He made a video on the 18th of August 2017 called Procrastination is Fun? Question mark. And it's a bit of a crime that it's only got 7,686 views at the time that I'm making this. Because I remember watching this video back when it came out. And I remember that after such a long time of being hard on myself for wasting time, this was like the first video, the first idea that came along to me that said, actually, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. If you're still being creative in some way where you're procrastinating on other projects, then you're still learning new things. You're still gaining experience, you're still gaining mileage. So I highly recommend the video if you haven't seen it already. All right, then, so what about the question of if you know that you're procrastinating, but you don't feel like you're maximizing your skill development or your learning potential? Let's say you're just playing video games, but you're doing the same things on those video games over and over again, and you're essentially just burning off time. Well, I still think that time that you're burning off is still presenting you with opportunities for connecting new ideas. And in fact, doing things that are methodical and repetitive 
may actually still be beneficial in some way. Because I believe there's a lot of truth in kind of resetting your mind and your mental state down to a bare bones, almost trance-like minimalist state. Something that I think people tend to achieve when they're washing in like a warm bath or in a hot shower. You kind of enter like a trance-like meditative phase where ideas can connect really easily and you can almost think up new ideas seemingly effortlessly. This is something that I think people that work in extremely technical fields tend to experience quite a lot, especially if we take the example of programming and debugging. If you're stuck on a complex logical issue, something that you just can't wrap your head around, you're staring at code for hours on end, but you still haven't found a solution. There are loads of people out there, and I know this because I've spoken to quite a few of them, that have experienced exactly this situation where they can't solve a problem, but as soon as they leave the computer, they leave their room, and they do something kind of mundane that just gives them a moment to think, so maybe they're using the toilet, maybe they're going for the shower, then suddenly the solution slaps them in the face. Something in their mind has taken that complex issue and come up with a new idea, a new approach. Now I think there's a bit of a stigma that if you are coming up with ideas, that procrastinating by doing essentially close to nothing is always a bad thing, and I don't think that's necessarily true but I do think it depends on the kind of problems that you're trying to come up with solutions for. But if you did want to try and do things that were more stimulating from like a skill development standpoint, but you're not entirely sure what to do, well, let's say the example of if you like playing video games, can you do something related to a video game you like in a more productive way? So for example, if I want to spend my time playing Elite Dangerous, which is a space simulation game, during my downtime, so I would be procrastinating while playing this, is there something I could do that would further help my skill development but still gives me the hit like I'm playing that game. Well, in a weird way, I think that maybe putting on the music from that game, jumping into Blender, and maybe designing the interior of one of my spaceships that I have in the game, something like that. It's connected to the game. It's kind of stimulating me because I'm still getting a bit of enjoyment out of it. Almost like I'm messing around and still playing with the game in some way, even though I'm in a completely different application. But actually taking the time to model something like this is keeping me technically productive. And all the while I'm doing this, even if it ends up being completely pointless in the end, something that I don't put on social media or my portfolio or use for a video, then this time that I'm spending is still giving me more opportunity to come up with new ideas for other projects or even solutions for projects that haven't gone anywhere. And again, if anything, if I was desperate, this creative diversion could itself be turned into more content because I can make a video about anything. So if nothing else, this procrastination is also providing a backup idea. And I guess this kind of comes back around to what I think was the first episode of the whole cast, talking about perfectionism and deadlines and how I like to have kind of multiple projects going at once, not too many, but not too few. But if you blend together the tasks at the end of one project and at the beginning of the next one, then transitioning between them feels like an easier process. So doing procrastination in this way and providing yourself with backup ideas could be another way of helping you transition between different projects. So overall, I think there are a wide range of different benefits that are kind of hidden away behind a kind of popular stigma about what procrastination is and how it inhibits productivity. Now, I want to come back to the example of Da Vinci again, but this is a quote from Adam. Da Vinci spent about 15 years developing the ideas for The Last Supper while working on a variety of other projects. The painting began as a sketch of figures sitting on a bench. A dozen years later, it became the foundation of the novel horizontal arrangement of 13 seated at a table in the famous painting. Although he was often exasperated by his procrastination, da Vinci realized that originality could not be rushed. He noted that people of, in quotes, genius sometimes accomplish most when they work the least, for they are thinking out inventions and forming in their minds the perfect idea, end quote. So that's exactly it, thinking time.
<laughs> so no longer will I be ashamed when someone says, hey, are you working on the new video? I'll just say, you know what? I'm just thinking about what to do next. But talking about coming up with ideas, I don't know if I've explicitly stated it on this podcast, but there's a couple of tools I like to use for managing all my different ideas and tasks. And this is not sponsored, but my personal softwares of choice are Trello and ClickUp. In my mind, Trello is more of a place where I can dump ideas really quickly into different cards and organize them into various columns, but it's a bit limited in its scope of what you can do. And that's where I think ClickUp really shines because I think I can make more complex tasks with their own subtasks. And one thing I like in particular is how I can organize all these different tasks by priority. So I like to keep all the things I'm actively working on at the very top at higher priority. And then obviously, as there are less important projects, they move down to medium, low and no priority. I've kind of found that idea and project management for me only really works if I can see everything in one place. And that's why I like not having things that are bleeding off the side of the screen. So for example, with Trello, I know that if I have too many columns where it's kind of going over the side of my monitor, I never really end up looking at those columns ever again. Like I know they're there, but because they're so out of the way, when I'm quickly just browsing through the software in a bit of a productive trance-like state where I just want to get things done, I never, ever, ever take the moment to stop and have a look at things that are outside of my immediate scope. So that's why I like to try and have everything right in front of me, very visually at all times. So if it comes to something like managing a collection of many different ideas, instead of having all of these ideas as separate cards where they're bleeding off of the screen, where you have like a super long list of them, I tend to try and keep all of my ideas categorizable within a single card or something similar, where I can just click once and then immediately see an entire list. I found that for me, it's very important to keep the digital work environment, especially in regards to project management tools, as simple and as clear as possible. And that's especially because I, as an independent developer, have no one else that can come along and clean up everything for me. Also, because when I'm not working on something, then no work is being done because no one else is picking up that baton. So by keeping things simple, you will help yourself in the long run. I know it's a funny thing that people do when they finally get their hands on this kind of project management software, that they try and make things over complex and they make so many categories for all their different types of work. And they really want to be prepared because there's a kind of satisfaction in that knowing that something's going to get done at exactly this time. But let's face it, I think most of these complex structures that people build for themselves for organization never really get used to their maximum potential. At the end of the day, as realism kicks in and people are making things over the weeks and months ahead, people start to realize what parts of their workflows and what parts of their organizational structure are superfluous and don't need to exist. So then they can trim down. Now tying this together, I think having an organizational structure that is simple and trimmed down combined with an effective way of coming up with new ideas is a very powerful combination for an independent content creator because it's someone that can keep pumping in new ideas into a reservoir. So when they feel like they hit a dry spot and they don't know what to make, they have a massive source of ideas and content that they can work from. So like I said, I like using Trello and ClickUp, but Notion is also another good one. Notion will allow for a very Wikipedia-esque level of complexity. But like I said, when you're given these kinds of tools, it's very tempting to go over the top and build something that you think will be super future-proof. But my recommendation is keep it simple, keep it realistic, and expand where you need to. Anyway, that'll do it for now. So stay safe. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time.